I love butt stuff. I hate spiders. I stole a pen from the bank. I cried during a powder boy. The Drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. Darren Vaughn going to hang out in studio with us in a little bit. I'm sure we'll be talking about Duke, North Carolina, while he begs to get some ACC baseball talk in here. We'll see how successful he is in that. But speaking of Duke and North Carolina, I'm going to try and do the impossible here. Gerald Henderson's now joining the show, former Charlotte Hornet, obviously a Duke basketball great. And Gerald, I haven't even prepared you for this, but I'm going to try and have a 10-15 minute conversation with you without asking you about Tyler Hansborough's bloodied face. How do you feel about that? This this would be a legendary Duke-UNC conversation if that never came up. <laughs> All right, we'll see if we're able to do it. Coach K, he said earlier this week that guys who play for him have to not only be comfortable playing in front of hostile crowds, but also enjoy it. So that all sounds good in theory, but you've been through it. So tell me, is it possible you can enjoy playing in a game like this more in Chapel Hill than playing at home? Um, I don't know. It depends on the guy. I think that, um, you know, the environment is its captivating, man. It really is. As much as fun as Cameron is and as unique as it is, going into the Dean Dome, and playing against 20, you know, playing in front of 20,000 people who you know hate you for a fact. You know, you can go to other stadiums. We may have our own fans there, or, you know, you may have other fans, but there's, you're going into the Dean Dome against people you know that for a long time have hated the blue on your jersey. Uh, it's a little dis- different atmosphere. And, you know, I know at least myself and, you know, a lot of the guys that I've played with, like, we, we embrace it. It's, I, I love it. You know, that's the best kind of environment to play in. It got me going as a player, um, you know, just to kind of stick it in their face, you know, when you're playing well and you win. Did you have friendships with any of the Carolina guys when you were in school there? I did. I did. My best friend, Wayne Ellington, uh, who I went to high school with, uh, played at UNC at the same time. So I spent a lot of time over there as, as much as we talk. Uh, you know, trash talk between uh, each other and as big a rivalry as they are, you know, I, I end up spending a lot of time over at UNC just hanging out with Wayne or maybe some of the other guys on the team. And, um, you know, even, you know, Danny Green, obviously we played against each other in the NBA. Uh, Ed Davis, who I ended up playing with in Portland, uh, you know, and a couple other guys, you know, <laughs> even, even Tyler Hansbro, who we said we weren't going to talk about, uh, we ended up doing a podcast together a few years back. So, you know, we still I got a lot of connections with Carolina guys. Um, also, Marvin Williams, who I played with in Charlotte, has been you know one of my good friends and, and also one of the best teammates I've ever had. Um, so they got good guys over there, despite um, our overall hatred for, for what they got going on. We can mention Tyler's name, just not your name, just not his name, your name, your elbow, and blood in the same sentence. We just can't have all that together. Right. Gerald Henderson is with us here on WSGS Sports. Uh, so, if you were hanging out on campus with Wayne, were there ever pickup games? We ended up going over there after my freshman year, at least one or two times after the season uh, in the summertime. 
Uh, I was surprised that we didn't actually do it more. I know back in the day they did, did some more of that, but we kind of just kept it at our own places. And, you know, we had a uh, practice facility that we used to train and work out in, and the guys still do. So we ended up just playing amongst ourselves. I wish we actually did it more because they're so close to each other. And um, it's great competition, obviously, uh, between the two schools. So, uh, you know, and nowadays I just think that's probably out of, um, you know, out of the picture, out of the question, because they, you know, they only play limited pickup in the summertime now anyways. They don't want guys getting hurt. And um, there's so much more to it now. When you're in the league and you have teammates who are Duke or Carolina guys, and the Duke-Carolina games being played, and let's say you don't have a game that day, you guys get together and watch it? You're asking as teammates, do we watch the Oh, yeah, yeah. Or? Like, yeah, you're watching, oh, yeah. No, are you watching Duke and Carolina play when you're in the NBA and you have Marvin Williams oh. as a teammate and you have other Duke guys? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've been, you know, I've played for eight years and had – so many teammates along the way but you know the first thing is if you're playing somebody um in your if you're playing somebody uh on your team if you're playing their team it's an automatic hundred dollar bet right or it's automatic <laughs> dinner that's that's without even, it even being discussed so even if we forget about the game or we're playing on the same night and we're not watching right you're you're on the tab for that but then absolutely we watch games or um you know, go out and watch it. You know, at a at a sports bar or something like that. What do you What do you remember about the river it? shot? The river shot. You were in the league. What do you remember about that one? <laughs> that one. Um, I had a friend who I was um, hanging out with at the time, and we were watching it uh, at my house. And he went to UNC, and uh, you know, we probably man, we had a bunch of money on that game. Can't even probably shouldn't even be discussing it. But uh, he won on that last shot, man, and I just went crazy. It was during the lockout year, too. We were kind of um, – I was just chilling at home, nothing to do, and he hit that shot. It was unbelievable. Won me a lot of money. So you won a lot of money. Did you ever let Austin Rivers know about it then when you're playing in the league? Uh, I think I did. I think I did. Um, okay. You know, Austin's a good cat, man. I think I did let him know that. And uh, I didn't. I didn't give him – any commission on that or anything, though. <laughs> Gerald Henderson's with us here on WSGS Sports. How strange do you imagine it's going to be to see your former teammate running the team next year and not seeing Coach K on that bench? Uh, it'll be a little different. It'll be a little different. You know, it's, it's something at, at Duke that guys have kind of always wondered for a long time, and I'm sure the basketball world as well. Uh, it's been talked about even before I went to school there. Um and uh, it, it'll be different. It'll be different. I mean, you know, these things happen, but it's such a big deal because it's Coach K. But, um, you know, I, I couldn't be more excited to see John in that position and, and taking on, um, you know, a pretty big task, a pretty big, um, a pretty big job. But I think he's up for it. He's up for the challenge. He's going to – there's nobody to me better for the position with his – uh, love of the game. Uh, he's he's emerged in um, you know an incredible amount as as an assistant coach and as a recruiter. So he's only gonna 
uh, you know, take that into that position. He has a great staff underneath him uh, with Emil Jefferson, who came on this year, Nolan Smith and Chris Carrawell. And uh, they're going to do great. They're going to do great. Um, and they got they got energy, man. I think more than anything, they're in touch with this, um, you know, younger, this younger group of kids coming in. And uh, they're going to start this year with the, you know, number one recruiting class. So that always helps, um, you know, as, as you want to uh, start a new job. So I'm looking forward to it, and everybody at Duke is too. Do you imagine if you were in this game tomorrow, Gerald, with it being Coach K's last time at the Smith Center, you would have the thought of trying to win this game for Coach, or is that not something you're thinking about? Yeah, I think um, it has some specialty to it. I think that, um, you know, in that locker room, they're not making it about Coach K. But, um, you know, I'm sure the assistants may pull the kids aside and tell them, hey, man, let's win this one for Coach or whatever. But it's certainly not in the locker room. They're not talking about that. It's all like, let's win this game because we're trying to win the ACC. You know, or let's win this game because we're trying to be better. Even with UNC, um, you know, I'm, I'm not even – this is how much we don't care about the other team. We're just worried about us. I don't even know what UNC's record is this year, you know, <laughs> at all. I don't even – I know who the coach is. I, don't, I couldn't name one player on their team. But, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, they're just focused on what they're doing, and uh, it, it, should, it should be a good game tomorrow. Even, you know, if I don't know – I know, I know their coaches, but um, – you know, regardless of who they have playing on their team, it's going to be a good game tomorrow. I plan to be there, and I'm really looking forward to watching. Well, I hope to see you at the Smith Center tomorrow. Uh, have you started to look into some way, somehow, you're going to get into the game at Cameron on March the 5th? Um, God willing, I will be there. I plan to be there. Um, you know, I don't think I could miss that game. Um I probably should be texting or calling our ticket ticket woman, Miss Miss Jerry, um, already because I'm sure that's a that's a hot <laughs> ticket. And um, you know, I, I don't know how they're gonna get every uh, every former player in there, which will be tough for anybody on our on our guest list. But maybe we maybe we can do it by, you know, maybe I can get away with with uh, all time points or something. I only played three years, so. I have to check where I'm at on that list. Uh, you, but, UCF, uh, hopefully, uh, you, hopefully, UCF's not playing that enough. night. Yeah, you are beloved. UCF, uh, UCF's not playing that night. I was talking to Dawkins, and he says he's not being comped. Uh-oh. So, I mean, if, if Johnny Dawkins isn't being comped, I, I don't know. Well, how, how much would you be willing to spend to get into that game? That's what I want to know. Uh, how much is too much? How much is too much? Yeah. I can't put a number on that, but, you know, everybody's got a number. I got a really nice HD television, um, (laughs) 90 inch in my family room, but I, I, I I hope to be there, man. It's going to be, it's going to be a special night. We got the Duke perspective of the Duke Carolina rivalry with Gerald Henderson joining us earlier. And now we get the Carolina end of it. Our guy Joel Berry's with us now. Greensboro Swarm legend Joel Berry joining us back on in the triad. Joel, it's been a while, man. How have you been enjoying doing stuff in the media now, joining the dark side? 
Right, right. I'm on the other side now. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been great. I've been enjoying it quite a bit. ACC Network, you can watch Joel from time to time. When's the next time we're going to see you on our televisions? Uh, I was hoping I would be able to be, um, you know, in Chapel Hill, but I will be on ACC Network on Saturday from 3 to 7 and then a 10 o'clock show, uh, Nothing But Net. Okay, so that's exciting stuff, and that means you get to break things down from an objective perspective. So let me ask you this. How should North Carolina approach defending Paulo? Like, what do you think they're going to do? Yeah, um, you know, I've played against quite a few players where we had to keep two men in front, and I think, I believe that's what they will have to do. Um, i I believe, I mean, he's great going towards the rim, and if he has a full head of steam, it's hard to stop him. I mean, 6'10", 250, that's a lot having to stop to the uh, go to the basket. So I think the one thing that they will have to do is keep two bodies in him, make him pass the ball out. Honestly, just make him, force him into shooting shots. I think if they can keep him to shooting jump shots on some of the possessions, not all possessions, but some of the possessions, I think that can um, play right into the hands of Carolina. How do you think Hubert uses Leaky Black tomorrow afternoon? Yeah, um, it's hard. I mean, he's been offensively, I think he's been playing better, and I think that has helped the team. Um, And so you don't want him to get in foul trouble. Um, I believe he will probably – I would want to see him start on A.J. Griffin um because he has just been playing really good for duke and is somebody where you know paulo bancaro you need somebody with some with some size on him and being able to stop him going to the basket so maybe leaky leaky will start on aj griffin um but you know he can be just uh leaky is just you can use him in so many ways it's joel barry with us here on wsgs sports as you know, there are different ways to skin the cat in terms of how to coach, so everybody's going to add their own flavor to the things. As you watch North Carolina, what are some of the different approaches you've noticed about a Hubert-led Tar Heel team versus what you experienced firsthand with Coach Williams? Yeah, I just see different dynamics in how they're using the defense, how they're using offense. You know, we are, really our emphasis was getting the ball down low and don't get me wrong coach uh coach davis still does that but ours were always started with wanting to get the ball down low and wanting to um establish that and play from inside to out um now with the team that they have you know it's totally different with the guys stepping out we really didn't have any four men that could shoot from the outside um and you know they allowed baycott to step out as well so that was very different. And then also, too, just the offensive rebounding. Um, it's not as prominent with this team just because of the spread offense that they do have. But, um, you know, there's still similarities there and wanting to push the ball, play fast, um, and, and get up and down the court. So uh, you still you, you, you still see some of Coach Williams, but you see a lot of Coach Davis and what he has changed. Joel Berry with us here on WSJS Sports. There was some sad news today in the Tar Heel basketball family where Linda Woods passed away, known to be the mother of Carolina basketball and the Carolina family. I think she worked 
from North Carolina, dating back to Phil Ford playing point guard in 1977. And what was cool is I was down on the floor level last Saturday. I, I didn't know she was this um, this uh, poorly off right now from a health perspective. And she was at the NC State game. She she wanted to be there with the 82 team being honored and all of that. That just speaks to how much she loved Carolina basketball. She finished up working in the basketball office right as you were arriving, but uh, what can you tell us about Linda Woods, how important she is in that building? Well, I haven't, you know, I didn't really, I really don't know the history behind it, so I don't want to speak on it. Um, sure. And so, um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to meet her and really interact with her. That was that was before my time. So. Okay, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand. Just wanted to uh, pass that along to anyone listening who understands uh, what that might mean. Uh, Joel Barry's with us here. So I wanted to also link that to last Saturday. How cool was it for you when you're, I know you were in the studio in, at ACCN watching Roy Williams get recognized and a banner gets hung. It was kind of awkward last year when you, he retires and you can't really be next to him. And it was on April Fool's Day and his last home game, it was like 25% capacity against Duke. So last Saturday kind of felt like a real farewell for Coach Williams in front of everybody. What was the highlight of it for you? Yeah, it just, you know, one, starting off with the history of Carolina, you know, the legacy, um, that 82 team, I mean, Michael Jordan, James Worthy, the guys on there, um, you know, that was just them being recognized, you know, that that's recognizing the history of Carolina. And, um, you know, as we walk in the gym and as I walk in the gym or I did walk in the gym every day, you know, just it, it was hard to miss the banners up there. And, um, you know, so that was that was special. And then obviously Coach Williams, a special place in my heart. Um, God gave me a chance to play at a school that I always dreamed of. And um, the relationship that we that I built with him when I was there, um, you know, it just went beyond basketball still some of the things that I do today and just how I conduct myself, um, being on time, uh, making sure that I'm showing up each and every day, being the best that I can be. Those are the things that he, you know, instilled in us being at Carolina. So for him to be recognized, you know, that's, um, you know, it's amazing. And the way that he went out, I know a lot of people, it surprised a lot of people. It surprised me. But the one thing that I can say is that he retired on my birthday so I will always remember that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just uh, an amazing coach has done so much, not only for the ACC, but as you know, for college basketball as a whole. So, um, yeah, it it was great to be able to see just that history that was standing on the court. Hold up, Joel Barry with us here. Your birthday is April the first. So, tell me, walk me through your birthday that day. You wake up. <laughs> we got the news at ten a.m. When did you get the news, and how would you describe that day? Yeah, so I was actually in Turkey um, in my season, and I think like seven hours ahead, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get a call uh, from Sean May, and he's like, um, yeah, I just want to let you know um, Coach is retiring today. And I was like, what? I know, I, And I know it's April Fool's. I'm like, everybody loves to play jokes on April Fool's. And next thing you know, the news came out, and I was just shocked. 
And I just, you know, I couldn't believe it. I, I mean, I can believe it because he, you know, I mean, he was getting to a point where it was just a lot. And, um, you know, he had done a lot for the game. But then I started getting text messages from other people and on social media asking me, hey, is this a joke today? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, this is real. Um, he, yeah, he's retiring. So it was a pretty crazy day because a lot of people just thought it was fake. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt because uh, we get the press release at 10 a.m. And immediately I text Kirsch and I'm like, Kirsch, what's the deal? And Kirsch told me after the fact that he got over a hundred of these same text messages. Is this a joke? And he always responded to each one saying, no, this is not a joke. It should have been in the press release. Like at the bottom of the press release, it should have said, by the way, this is not an April Fool's joke. Joel Berry. Right, right. Yeah, there's no doubt. I wish they would have done that. Uh, so I can't help but ask, though. So you see Roy Williams, his banner goes up last Saturday. You've got a banner up there in the Smith Center. I was there when that happened. Where does that rank now that your basketball career has now turned into a media career? In terms of your on-floor achievements, having that banner go up, what? where does that rank in terms of things that's happened to you? Yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's, that's top. I mean, it doesn't, you know, national championship by far um, was one of my accomplishments that I wanted to have. Um, and... So it's it's uh, part of the reason why my jersey is up there is because of the national championship. So, um, but you know it, it just means so much, and it all started honestly when um, when we played in Maui. Um, well, when I first got there, I wanted my jersey to be up there. I told myself I'm gonna have my jersey up there, and I wanted a national championship. But it was also too in Hawaii, two players that I looked up with uh, looked up to when I was playing or when I was watching was Ty Lawson and Raymond Felton, and they had their names on the MVP list um, in, the, in the gym. And I was like, you know, I want – those are the guys that I look up to. Those are the guys that, um, that, that uh, you know, I pay homage to and just what I was, what I was doing and what I – all my preparing. So to have my jersey up there um, and to be with those type of point guards and to be with the type of people that are up there in the rafters, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And the one moment that I can't wait for is for my little daughter and um, for me and my wife to take our daughter and to see her name, see my name um, and let her see my jersey hanging in the rafters. That will be the moment that will be special for me. And it's going to be well-earned. So I look forward to when that happens as well, Joel. Uh, before we let you go, though, so Coach K, he's it's his final vit, visit to the Smith Center. It's crazy to think, like, once upon a time, before even Coach Lebo, Jeff Lebo arrived on campus, like Coach K was coaching games against Michael Jordan <laughs> at Carmichael, going back to 1980. Like when you think of this rivalry, like you before you even became a Tar Heel, it was North Carolina versus Duke, and you knew Duke was going to be really good because of Coach K, and you knew that Carolina was going to be really good because, with the exception of a few years, it was because of Dean Smith or Roy Williams. So. What what should North Carolina do? We get it. You don't like that that other shade of blue, but I think there's some respect there that there might it might be warranted to do something or at least acknowledge what Coach K has meant to the rivalry. What do you think? Yeah, um, 
you know, one thing Coach Williams always told us was, you know, respect your competition. You don't have to like them. You don't have to, you know, be friends with them, but you do respect them. And I think that's the type of mentality that we all should have as Coach K is finishing out his last year. We might all have our differences with, you know, being on the Carolina side or being on the Duke side. But the one thing about greatness is you never you never let that go without acknowledging it. And he has done so much for, um, just like Coach Williams has done so much for the ACC, has done so much for college basketball. And it's crazy to think, like, when you really think about how long Coach K has been at Duke, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. So I think that, you know, I believe if it was me, you know, with the mentality of just paying respect to what he has done, um, and what he has brought to the rivalry as a coach. Um, they're all part of it, and he's part of it. And um, so, I, you know, there's no telling what will happen, but, you know, if it was me, I, I love respect, you know, having respect for greatness regardless of the competition, and I just believe that should be the approach on Saturday. I'm with you on that. You and I agree. I don't know if you give a gift or something. I know Hubert has a sense of humor, Maybe show up with some just for men, or show up with like an icy hot for his back or something. I don't know. I I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I know Coach Davis. When it comes down to that type of stuff, he really puts a lot of thought into it. Sure. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it was something pretty special. All right. Well, we look forward to it tomorrow. And if people are watching at home, as I know so many are going to, make sure you keep an eye on Joel Berry too. His coverage pre. And post, and of course, with nothing but net attack.